All episodes of It's Great Business reflect the views and opinions of Intracoastal Marketing and Strategy Group and its guests and do not reflect the official policy or guidance of employers or government entities. You're listening to It's Great Business, sponsored by Intracoastal Marketing and Strategy Group, where great business equals great people. Welcome to another episode of It's Great Business. I'm Janice Berg-Levy. Today, I am so happy to introduce you to Dave Chun. Dave is the CEO and founder of Equilor, a provider of corporate leadership solutions. The company is a leader on board diversity initiatives, and they've partnered with the NASDAQ to help companies meet the proposed listing requirements. Through their BoardEdge platform, they have built the world's most connected network to help companies source leadership talent and also accelerate business development initiatives. Welcome, Dave. Hi, good morning, Janice. Thanks for uh, the opportunity to be on your show. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, Dave, you know, we work together from a business perspective, and uh, I know that you guys are doing some really exciting things and, and moving forward in this really important space. Um, I'd love you to tell us a little bit more about who you are. Yeah, uh, founded Equilar. Uh, actually, this is our 21-year anniversary this month, um, and I, um, you know, I'm an immigrant from Korea, and Grew up not that far from your former employer there in Montvale. Uh, when we first came from Korea, we lived in uh, Rutherford. Our ticket out of Korea in the 60s, uh, when Korea was one of the poorest countries in the world at the time after the, the war, was my dad was able to get his MBA from Fairleigh Dickinson University, what was then the Rutherford campus. And then uh, so we, when uh, later in middle school, we moved to, uh, to Oradell and I uh, grew up there, studied uh, at the University of Virginia, Worked in consulting at Bain, worked at a software company for a short stint, got my MBA at Wharton, and then spent six years on Wall Street with a firm that's now part of Credit Suisse. It was Donaldson, Lefkin, and Genred. It was a, a great place to work. So many great friends that I still keep in touch with from that era. And then um, in 2000, uh, spring of 2000, I took the plunge to start up Equilar. And so we, as, as you mentioned in the introduction, track data around corporate leadership. And somehow we stumbled into this whole corporate governance area. And the first product was around compensation. And uh, as you know, there's a lot of rich data that's out there in public filings, but it's, you know, frankly, hard to get at or hard to understand. And so we've been able to put uh, some structure around it. And, you know, you'll see us regularly cited in the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, Washington Post, places like that, because, you know, the reality is people like to write about these types of these pay packages, and they often reach out to us to say, hey, can you help us understand what was happening here? So while building the compensation database, we've been building the people database. And so that's where the, the corporate leadership comes in. And so we'll see, okay, this Tim Cook at Apple, is this the same Tim Cook that's at Nike or the same Tim Cook that it's on the board of um, Duke University? And so we've built this database over the last 20 years. And a big part of that was also to last couple of years, well before, you know, what's happened in the last, you know, nine months or so um, after what happened in Minneapolis, but we've been focused on diversity, starting with building out the Equilor Diversity Network. And so we've partnered with about 50 organizations right now to make it really easy wow. for our clients to be able to source uh, diversity talent. 
So that's, you know, kind of a, in a big nutshell, uh, who, who I am, where we are, how we got to where we are today. That's a lot. That's a lot. And I think, you know, I always like to ask what came to your mind? I and mean, here you were in, I mean, I will say Wall Street, fairly secure, <laughs> as secure as Wall Street can be. Yeah. What, what you, know, you took the plunge, right? Yeah. So what was going on in your mind in terms of what got you to that point that said, I want to go just go do something on my own? Yeah, yeah. So um, as I mentioned, my my wife and I were a bridge and tunnel couple. I grew up in New Jersey. She's from Queens. And uh, we thought the furthest west we'd ever move would be New Jersey. But then in 97, <laughs> right after uh, Netscape had gone public, you know, everyone was moving to Silicon Valley. And, you know, mm. and I didn't want to go in full disclosure, but you know, the leadership at DLJ said, hey, we want to open up a, a Sand Hill Road office, you know, in Menlo Park, right, you know, right where all the venture capitalists are. And they had asked uh, myself and uh, Safra Katz, who's now the CEO of Oracle, to, to move out here. And I was able to negotiate to go out for a year and then come back if we didn't mm-hmm. like it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, once you're, once you're out here, especially in, you know, as you guys are just going through winter, it, it's, it gets very tempting to want to stay out here. And so we did. And so, so, you know, this is 97, right? And back then, watching all these companies get started and go public, we, are, we were just, just married. We had our first daughter in 98. And uh, candidly, as, as you know, while, while the job was financially rewarding, you know, working at DLJ, it was, it was, it was a very taxing job in, in mm-hmm. the sense of the travel, the, the lack of control of your own life, right? You're five o'clock Friday, you're always worried, like, okay, can we, are we going to get that call that there's this deal, there's a board call tomorrow or whatnot? And so that, that, um, you know, there, there are trade-offs, but I candidly didn't want to raise a family that way. And uh, so I realized personally, I, I'd have to figure out, okay, what, what is, what's involved? And being here in Silicon Valley, watching all these other people start companies, I'm like, hey, can't be that hard, right? <laughs> so uh, so I, I started thinking of ideas and decided to go off and finally came up with a business plan. And without question, it's a lot harder than it looks. And you know, very thankful that we're, you know, we made it through, but there were many times along the, along the way that we're like, I don't know how we're going to make payroll. I don't know how we're going to make, you know, is this, are people going to buy this? Uh, you know, are we going to be able to have customers? So it was without question a challenge, but you'll appreciate this, right? Having been at KPMG. So what happened in the late nineties, when I was starting the business, right? SEC filings were, you know, they were microfiche, Right. And then Microfiche went to CD-ROMs, and then CD-ROMs eventually uh, became what is today's Edgar. And so we take that for granted, but right, 20 plus years ago, these filings weren't readily available. And that's, where, that's when the, uh, you know, the wheel started to turn to say, hey, there's got to be an opportunity now that this data is, well, at least the raw filings were readily available. Can we build a business around that? And that's how, uh, that's what the, was the genesis of Equar. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I I know you through businesses, I said up front, but I didn't know the whole background on that. And it's an interesting thread that as we interview various people, Pete and I, what we are finding is exactly what you're talking about, where there's this passion and also this whole need to balance life, right? And, And I think now more than ever, after what we've all been through for the last year or so, right? The importance of having a life, 
Um, yeah. and, and so that's, that absolutely, you just, you just echo that. Uh, Pete, you're smiling because you came out of the, that banking world. Any thoughts from you, questions? Yeah, I, I was going to say, it just seems like it's, you know, you, you want to be in control of your own destiny, you know, and it's, it's a great way to do it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, there, there, you know, no disrespect to people who are still in the industry, but there are absolute trade-offs, and it was just something that I just realized. You know, raising a family. Uh, I mean, that last year at DLJ, I mean, I counted just my flights just to New York City. I mean, there was forty-two in that one year from mm -hmm. California to New York. There was a two-week stretch where I literally had to go four times, and I was just like, "This is insane!" <laughs> and so, um, yes. yeah. Yes. Getting back to Pete's point, I want to be able to control my own destiny. Absolutely. So, so now when you, you think about how, how do you define success after, you know, sort of that you, you're making payroll <laughs> and yeah. then, right. So how do you define success at this point in your career, in your company, in your family? Yeah, no, that's a, you know, it's interesting that, that's uh, having been at Equal for 21 years, you know, I'm 53 10 years ago, I thought, okay, hey, I get to 50, I'll, you know, probably try to retire at that point or whatever, or do something different. But quite honestly, I'm more excited about the business and the impact that we're having at, at any point, uh, most excited ever. So the, the defining success, I mean, it really comes down to kind of, okay, we as a company recently read a book called uh, Measure What Matters. And it's a book uh, that was written by John Doerr, you know, very successful venture capitalist back in you know, the 90s, having been in, involved with Google and Amazon and others. And he talks about OKRs, objectives and key results. And so that's something we've adopted as a company. And you know, we actually are using a software package and we're tracking this and we can see everybody's OKRs. So with measurement, you know, that's clearly, we've, we're drinking the Kool-Aid there. But taking a step back, I mean, what it comes down to is, you know, are we having an impact? And how do you measure the impact? And there, there are two areas as, as we think about kind of the next uh, phase of our growth, as, we, we as I touched on earlier, is, is diversity. And just the opportunity, I, I see this as honestly as a privilege to be able to work with groups like NASDAQ, with uh, WCD, uh, the Women Corporate Directors, and, and uh, Ascend Pinnacle, uh, Latino Corporate Directors Association, the Executive Leadership Council. And it's just that, um, you know, the fact that they, that, that they trust us uh, to be able to partner with them, you know, what we as an organization is we continue to strive, okay, how do we continue to raise the bar? And, you know, I, I look at, you know, the, the opportunities of, of people that I get to interact with each day. And um, without question, I, I look at who we're working with today versus, let's say, you know, even last year, uh, it just continues, the, you know, the aperture continues to widen. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard to say like concretely what that means, but it, it really comes down to sort of, okay, um, you know, I, 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 you know, take, I look at some things like, wow, that's pretty amazing that we were able to, you know, pull, you know, announce this partnership with NASDAQ and some other mm -hmm. you know, partners that we're working on. So. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and I can see it in your face that, that there's an excitement about it. So I always say, you know, are you, you want to get out of bed in the morning and do you feel energized, right? That's, yeah. you know, that's, uh, I think, another theme that keeps coming through. And, and the word impact. I mean, you used it and we've had others who, who have said similar things in terms of, you know, is, you know, my time here, am I making a difference, right? Yeah. Putting aside financial rewards and all the other pieces of it, you know, 
did I do something? And I think diversity now, I agree with you, there's just uh, an open book of opportunity yeah. for us to really help push that forward. So if you thought about maybe one to two things that you've learned about business success and kind of great people, can you provide our listeners with a couple of key takeaways? I would say without question, what you know is, is important, but who you know is, is even uh, more, uh, you know, can't say enough that that's had a huge impact on, on our success. Mm-hmm. And um, getting back to, to my uh, DLJ days, so having worked on Wall Street, uh, I was fortunate enough to work with some incredibly smart, talented, uh, and good people. And just staying in touch with a number of them um, over the years. And, you know, what happened, as you may recall, you know, DLJ got bought by Credit Suisse. And then, that, you know, then all the great people at DLJ went off and did different things. And everyone from Tony James running Blackstone to Safford running Oracle and, and, and whatnot. And uh, yeah, man, I think so much of business, and that's frankly part of, you know, what, what we built around the, the Board Edge platform is the connectivity of, of tra- mm-hmm. tracking you know, who knows who and so much of, as you know, uh, getting warm introductions and getting, you know, going through your trusted network will significantly accelerate uh, business, accelerate uh, the trust uh, and whatnot. And so I would say without question, being able to cultivate those relationships, because I look at myself, I'm, I'm exhibit A, I think, quite honestly, and, not, and I'm not trying mm-hmm. to, you know, uh, I'm try- please bear with me for a second. I, I don't want to come across as cocky or whatnot. But like, as, as I mentioned, um, my, my parents and myself, I'm the oldest child. You know, we came to Rutherford in 1968 and we were the first ones in our family to, to be in the United States. So we literally knew, we didn't know anybody, <laughs> zero. And so then I'm looking, okay, 52 years later, how did I get to where I am today and to be able to be working with, and frankly, you know, being on, you know, being asked to be on your show, right? I mean, how did, right. How did I get there? and so much of that was just, you know, people that, you know, have been able to have great mentors and great business partners along the way who, you know, frankly, went out of their way uh, to help uh, us be successful. And so, so much of business is, is, is around those, you know, forming those relationships and, it's more than just like knowing, but really developing those relationships and building right. that trust. Right, exactly. I mean, there's all kinds of scoring methodologies that sales teams have on when you say, yeah. you know, what's a nose relationship and you can get all, you know, detailed around it. But I think that I, I agree with you, obviously, because that's how we met through yeah. a common business friend. And one thing led to another in terms of us connecting and staying connected. And, um, and, and quite frankly, for the listeners, that's why we are offering this program, because I have a vast network of people that I have worked with, that I've known, that I respect. And, it's, and I think between all of us, we want to be able to help those yeah. that are coming up, wherever they are in their careers, whatever they want to do that makes them happy, maybe we will spark an idea, a thought that yeah. says, you know, maybe you don't necessarily want to go out and be an entrepreneur, but maybe there's something you can do as an intrapreneur. You're working in a mm-hmm. big company or, yeah. um, or you're helping, you know, family members. So hopefully we're providing um, some, some insight to that. And along the way, they're learning about some really interesting companies like Equilar 
and what you've been able to do and is continuing to grow. So if you look at anything you would have done differently in your life's journey, this is always the idea. You are far from done and you are not ready to do something else because I can tell you're still very happy. But what what would it have been? Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's uh, that question. I ask that of every uh, person I interview. Um, and just like, exactly. Same thing. If you, if, if you had uh, my variation of the question is if you went left and could have gone right, you know, what, what would have been done differently there? I would say, um, I would say uh, not to work with friends. I think that is a really, um, you know, one of my original co-founders was, was a good friend from high school. And one of our other high school friends warned me you know, you shouldn't work together. And, you know, he was absolutely right. And so I regret that. I mean, I think, you know, there's, there are people who, you know, right for the right, like if it was a work friend and you guys know each other's work styles, I think that makes a lot of sense. But if you're just two random, you know, two friends who grew up together and think you can work together, I think you realize that, wow, kind of one's work style and the other person's work Mm -hmm. style, they clash. And um, I would say that probably be one of my, I guess I have to use the word regret and, you know, what have I, what would I have done differently? Because that ultimately became like a business divorce. Right. And it's not, Mm. not a fun, you know, not a fun exercise to go through that. So, so yeah, Yeah. I would, I would would warn people about that. Not, not alone in that. I can, as you're talking, I have in all kinds of uh, examples popping. Flashbacks. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So now we're going to just turn a little bit to get to know you just a little bit better and with sure. some fun facts. Okay. So you mentioned yeah. a book. So I'm going to, I'm going to start with your favorite book. So I'm a pretty boring person. I'm a, I'm a, I like to read a lot of business books. So bear with me here. Uh, but I would say anyone who, who's listening, who's ever wants to be an entrepreneur thinking about it, has to read Ben Horowitz books. Uh, ben Horowitz, who, you know, one of the co-founder of Andreessen Horowitz, uh, the hard thing about hard things. And he just talks about his journey as a CEO of um, Loud Cloud slash Opsware. So, uh, you know, Ben and Mark Andreessen were at uh, Netscape and then, you know, they sold Netscape and they started another company, peak of the bubble back in 99, 2000. And it just talks about all the hard, tough decisions one has to make as an entrepreneur. And, you know, everybody, especially as right now in today's market, right, you're seeing all these companies going public and everybody thinks it's so easy and anyone can do it. It's, right. it's, you know, we've, we've seen this movie before, right, 20 years <laughs> yeah. ago. And uh, sadly, you know, we know it's not going to end well for, for some businesses uh, here along the way. But, uh, you know, businesses never grow in a straight line, right? They're three steps forward, two steps back, mm-hmm. five steps back, whatnot. And um, as a CEO, you know, we often hear the term, it's lonely at the top. There are a lot of tough decisions you have to make. And he, he talks about that. And I just think when, you know, I, every entrepreneur I talk to who, who's ever read the book, they're like, oh yeah, without question. It is, he, he does an amazing job of just capturing, you know, the emotional roller coaster of, of being a CEO. Great. Definitely one that uh, the listeners should check out. How about favorite movie or streaming show? Let's see. I, I'd say all, all the Austin Power movies, except for the last one. <laughs> so, <laughs> so a little funny. That. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, so the uh, huge fan of Mike Myers. Um, loved the most recent commercial in the Super Bowl he was doing with uh, uh, the Uber commercial, right? And uh, so... 
getting back to the journey of Equilor when we started in 2000 and, you know, Canada, we, we, we didn't have money for, you know, very little money getting through and didn't take a paycheck for three years. So as a result, you know, we, we, we had a very small team. And so there were a lot of things that I had to do that, you know, just because it had to get done. And um, so some of it would be the, some of the data work and the way we were able to get through it is by listening to Austin Powers, you know, in the background. And so, you know, just recite, reciting lines for that movie, it just uh, kept us funny. going. <laughs> funny. Okay. Well, shout out there, right? Yeah. Favorite city? You know, I guess there would be two cities. I would say, uh, you know, if I could pick one city to fly to, it, it, it's right now it'd be London. Uh, I just, I just love going to London. Every time I've, I've been there, just, just love beautiful city and, you know, obviously a lot of history and, and whatnot, but I do, I, I'm, uh, I miss New York. You know, I was, I haven't been, you know, with everything going on over the past year, what, what I would do for a, a slice of pizza right now. And, well, hopefully uh, it'll open, open back up. Half the yeah, time. yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, before, you know, I was traveling pretty regularly and was taking it for granted and uh, not having you know, been there so, so, so long, just, just itching to get back. So yeah, yep, yep. And then, well, favorite food. <laughs> you just named it now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess that that would be, uh, you know, uh, yes, I'm a, a huge love Italian food and, uh, you know, pizza and pastas and all that type of stuff. So, yeah, I'm high, sadly, I'm a pretty high carb person. So <laughs> uh, I, I understand. OK, so how can listeners uh, reach out to you? What's your contact information? Yeah, so email is dchun, D-C-H-U-N, first, first letter, last name, uh, at equilar, E-Q-U-I-L-A-R.com. And you know, feel free to, to shoot me an email, happy to you know, do what I can to help. And uh, you know, very excited what we're doing around, not only on the diversity side, but also helping uh, around the, the business development and marketing. So you know, pretty excited about some of the partnerships we'll be announcing in that area, uh, coming up and you know, taking advantage of the, the connectivity of our database. Sounds fantastic. Can't wait to see more of what's happening out there for you. And we're very jealous of your California. Business. Thanks for listening. <laughs> if you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe Thanks. to the Take podcast care. and leave a review. Also, check us out on Facebook at Intracoastal Marketing, LinkedIn at Intracoastal Marketing and Strategy Group, and Instagram and Twitter at It's Great Business. And visit us on the web at intracoastalmarketingstrategy.com.